This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co-host is my hard-working service dog, Lovey. And we're thrilled to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today, we're going to be talking with Brian Edwards and his canine partner, Piper. And Piper and Brian are a unique canine wildlife control team, and they work at Cherry Capital Airport in Traverse City, Michigan. And Piper is one of only a handful of working canine wildlife control dogs. So come right back after these quick messages as we want to learn all about the work that Piper and Brian are doing together. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're so excited to have canine working dog team Brian Edwards and Piper with us. Hello, Brian and Piper, and welcome. Hi, Marcy. How are you doing? We're great. We're so excited that you guys could be on the show with us today. We're happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Well, you are so welcome, and you guys have been all over the press lately. We saw you on the CBS Evening News, I think it was. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a great time. We were very happy to have CBS out and fights uh, going kind of all over the place. It's been a pretty crazy ride, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's awesome. It was an awesome segment, and and so tell us, Brian, how did you and Piper get your job together? Well, I've been working at the airport here since 2008, and I took a little hiatus in 11 to 12. And when I came back, I had gotten Piper during that time. And I wanted to figure out a way to work with my dog every day. And I had read about the use of Border Collies doing this job at the Fort Myers Airport in Florida. They've been doing it for a long time. And I thought, well, maybe uh, Piper and I can do it uh, here at the airport that we work at, or I work at at that time. And I asked my boss, and here we are talking. Wow. Well, so so you saw that other working team in Fort Myers, and that's what gave you the idea. Yeah, absolutely. So this isn't the an idea that I conjured up myself to start it at sports. Border Collies have been used for uh, basically goose control for a really long time, and they've been used at airports since the late 90s, like I said, starting at Fort Myers. And I had read about it a long time ago before I had Piper, 
And after I got Piper, it was just kind of a, uh, a natural fit to it, to at least try. I didn't know if uh, my boss would, would go for it or not, but we, we gave it a shot, and uh, again, it worked out for the better. Well, tell us, what kinds of things does Piper do during a typical day? Sure. So what people have mostly seen or would mostly think about them is going after birds, which is... Uh, sometimes what we do, sometimes not what we do. We're in the summer now, and actually the summertime is our slow time for birds that piper or border collies are effective against. So we do more of hunting of moles and voles, and it's the prey that brings in predators that we don't want to have touch the aircraft. And then in the spring and fall, we do a lot more bird stuff. It's mostly bird stuff, so it's your waterfowl like ducks and, and geese primarily. And then in the wintertime, we go after the snowy owl, which comes down from the Arctic and makes its home here at the airport. So it's more than just birds. We chase, uh, like I said, in the summertime, we chase mostly the fox. We'll do some coyote chasing, a lot of deer outside the fence just to keep them on the move. So that's why Piper is called a, uh, a wildlife control canine, uh, not just a, a bird dog. You know, so we chase, uh, he chases a lot more things other than, other than birds. But that's really what it comes down to is, chasing stuff, and he gets to have fun and call it work. I was going to say, that sounds like an awesome job for a dog. That's wonderful. Well, so do you just patrol, like, the perimeter, or are there certain areas that he goes around and, and you're with him all the time, or is he on his own? How does that work? Well, yeah. first of all, yes, he's, he's, we're always together. So obviously we're not going to uh, let a dog, you know, even though Piper is awesome and he's really smart and he's a great dog, uh, you would never let a dog on its own around aircraft and stuff. That just wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't, we're trying to increase safety. Um, right. <laughs> we, we don't want to cause a safety hazard, right? So, right, yes, I'm, right. I'm, I'm always with, I'm always with Piper. But where we go just really depends on the day. The important thing to remember as far as Piper and I go, Piper is a, a volunteer actually. I volunteered my own personal dog for this use. So only part of my job is wildlife control so i unfortunately have desk work that i have to do uh so i have i can't get behind on that we're responsible for a lot of stuff here at the airport other than wildlife so it really mm-hmm. depends on the day if, if i'm not busy with that other stuff then piper and i can spend more time outside but if i am busy with uh, that other stuff then we get to spend less time outside uh, but basically what we do is is one of two things it's either reactionary or proactive so we would react uh if because obviously we can't be everywhere all the time we would react if a pilot calls and tells us something or the air traffic control tower tells us there's a flock of geese here or they just saw the fox over here. We would react to that, We'd load up in the truck, rush out there, and take care of the problem. The second half, the other part of what we do, and actually more of what we do, is try to be proactive. So when we have the time, we'll go out and just do our patrol work, which is where Piper is outside of the truck running around or walking around. That's where he's doing a lot of his, his hunting work or detecting holes underneath the perimeter fence, which are usually fox dig underneath the perimeter fence, so I can fill those holes. It's a good mixture of reacting to stuff and trying to be as proactive as we can. There's, um, you know, Piper's presence out there, and obviously the truck and me and the lights and everything is discouraging the wildlife as well. And so I know that this job is amazing, and this is way big fun for him every day, but are there any other rewards that you give Piper whenever he does do his controlling job functions? Not outside when we're doing the work work, no. So there's there's no reward outside. Uh, the reason we do that is the ball reward, which is typically what he'll get, 
is uh, higher in the uh, his hierarchy of fun stuff than chasing or doing anything else. The ball is his world. So what we found is when we were doing some of the on-the-job training here to get him used to the noise, we were basically just playing ball because it was his highest reward and he forgot about the noise, basically. Yes. Um, but after he got accustomed to the noise and he was okay with that stressor, and we wanted to start doing the actual chasing here, then we found that with the ball or the reward in the truck, he wouldn't do the other stuff because he knew where the ball was in the truck and he wanted that. So just doing the job for Piper outside is rewarding enough. When he (laughs) goes and and herds a a flock of of geese away, he makes these big sweeping turns and he's got this big smile on his face. That's why they're bred, right? Uh, They're herding dogs. So they've, they've done, he's done his job. So that is, satisfactory for him right uh, but that being said inside we play ball all the time inside so he gets he gets rewarded inside with ball he plays soccer with our maintenance folks he gets treats and stuff everything inside this is that's his respite inside but outside is is strictly work cool well that's what i was wondering and i'm sure that it is job satisfaction enough to get to run around and and do that kind of work that's a great point that you made about the ball being inside the truck i could see that because i know for myself with the service dog i have to watch that sometimes of where i have a toy and and how they differentiate and what they're motivated by because sometimes it can be too overwhelming and they can't do their job because of it so thank you for mentioning that great point yeah, absolutely. So, it's, it's not in a negative way at all. It's just the ball yeah. has to be just a little bit more more satisfying to him than right. uh, digging a hole or something. But right, uh, again, right. digging a hole is just under the ball. He gets a lot of satisfaction out of it. You know, his face is all dirty. And he's got this big <laughs> smile on his face. He loves digging the hole. So it's not like, you know, it's not forced labor or anything. It's just, it's just slightly under the ball action, which is why we can't we can't have it out there. Right, right. No, that's a great point. So tell us about what kind of training did you do with Piper to get him ready for this work? Well, it was basically all obedience work. You know, Border Collies are, again, bred for herding. So this type of work is natural to them. So we didn't have to do as much of the training focused on on that kind of stuff, the actual chasing or the, the hunt motions. So my responsibility here is safety, right? So we can't cause a safety hazard. And in order to ensure that, I have to have 100% control over Piper because he's never on a leash. So how you do that is just with really strong obedience work. So again, this is something that Piper and I were doing in our free time because I'm not compensated by the airport for it. So it took us about a year, a year and a half to get uh, to the point where I felt comfortable presenting it to my boss and saying, you know, we're, we're ready to come do a trial here physically at the airport. It was all in our in our free time, just whenever we had time. We might have gone a week if we didn't have time to do it, uh, to do any training. But at that time, I was running a lot of uh, really long races, marathons plus obstacle races, and Piper was my training partner for that stuff. Ah. And so to mix it up every day, instead of just going out and running unseen miles every day, we would start doing the the obedience work. And it worked out really great. We were uh, staying in shape. And, you know, even if it didn't work out at the airport, it was something fun for my pet and I at that time. That's the thing to remember is is Piper is still my dog. He's my pet. He's my guy. Mm -hmm. So everything we do (laughs) is for us, right? Right, right. So this was hopefully going to be a means to an end to, to bring him to work. But if it didn't work out, if my boss said, 
said no to the idea. And you know what? We had a lot of fun doing it, and we, we've learned a lot with, with training both of us ourselves. So it was, uh, even if it didn't work out at the airport, it was something that was going to be advantageous to Piper and I, which is why I wasn't really worried about how long it took. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that sometimes, you know, people are so mesmerized by the skills, the the job functions that working dogs do that they really forget about the importance of that obedience training and how you have to continually work on that as an ongoing thing. So I really appreciate you saying that because I have to work on that with Lovey and we have to continue that obedience because it is so important, especially like when you're out and things get stressful or things get really distracting. You really have to fall back on those skills. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree. I, I couldn't agree more. And that's the thing is that for humans, anybody, if you're, uh, if you ever tell yourself you're done learning, I think that's a foolish statement. <laughs> so we always try to, uh, try to do new things. And when we're inside, I've taught him the name of the different rooms just as something to do to keep his mind going. And, um, it doesn't matter where we are. We'll just do quick obedience drills like you were, like you were talking about. But, uh, what I focused our, our training on, when we transitioned to airport work was I'd like to train for with anything that I do personally is train for the worst. Hopefully it never happens, but if you do, you've been exposed to it and hopefully you can react accordingly. So the worst possible thing that could happen for us is I drop dead. And so now Piper is on his own out in the airport, in a chaotic environment. And how do we make him still not cause a hazard? Right. Mm -hmm. And so with the stuff that we do, a lot of things that we do, uh, being close to the helicopters and having a great relationship with the United States Coast Guard, uh, they've allowed us to do a lot of things that uh, most civilian dogs wouldn't be able to do. It's not necessarily directly pertaining to wildlife control, but you said it earlier, with stressful situations. It, if you can expose the dog to a lot of different stressful situations and you can just slowly see the line keep moving and moving and moving so the dog can take more and more stress, without breaking the dog, mm -hmm. you're just going to have a m much more well-rounded dog in general. So a lot of what we do might not have a direct correlation to chasing birds or wildlife uh, at an airport um, or just chasing wildlife, period. But for what we do, it makes sense just to have him exposed to a lot of different noises. Uh, we've gone out into a boat with the with the Coast Guard with a helicopter hovering 10 or 15 feet above him, getting sprayed by water. He's fully geared up, four-foot swells. Again, is he going to be chasing birds out in the middle of Lake Michigan? No, but that's a highly stressful environment for him. Um, so I know how he can react in a stressful environment so that, again, if I were to drop dead out on the airfield, I know he's not going to just run willy-nilly in front of something and, and cause a hazard for anybody. So I think uh, yeah. I think you said it best, just the stress is, uh, good stress is, is great. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so important. And, and for him to be with you in those stressful situations and build that trust and know that it's okay just by your reaction is so great as opposed to when it, like you said, if the worst case does happen so that he can be prepared. No, that's awesome. Well, we are going to take just a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors. And we're going to come back and continue visiting with Brian and hearing more about the awesome work that he and Piper are doing together. So come right back. We'll be right back right after these messages. Stay tuned. Retrievers, 
Labradors, Goldens are the main breeds that come through our door, but we'll train anything with four legs and a tail. My husband and I own a kennel. We train hunting dogs and also have a boarding and grooming business. And our dogs, they're athletes, and we feed a very quality food. You can't get enzymes in a commercial dog food because they cook it at such a high heat that so much important nutrition is just cooked right out of it. But adding Dynavite to their diet has every single dog in my kennel looking better than they have ever looked. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. Dynavite helps them obtain that better nutrition that is hard to find in commercial foods. The omega-3 fatty acids, zinc. There's flaxseed oil, the seaweed, the kelp. They don't shed as much, and they're all over very healthy dogs. We tell everybody we know about Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. <laughs> Dynavite's the bomb. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLiferadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs. And we're visiting today with Brian Edwards and his canine partner, Piper. And before the break, we were talking about the amazing training that Piper's been going through and and how they deal with stressful situations at an airport. And you mentioned when we first started talking, Brian, about other similar teams, canine teams in the country. And you mentioned Fort Myers, Florida. Are there any others that you know about? You know, offhand, I, I believe there there's an airport uh, to the east of us in Alpena that might have started one. And other than that, that's the thing is that the the FAA nobody keeps statistics on this, so I can't just ask somebody. You know, how many dogs are working at, at airports right now? It's a handful, but how many are actually doing it? I can't really give you a, a concrete concrete answer. Nobody, mm-hmm. to, to my knowledge, nobody, since Piper's kind of gone viral here, nobody's sent me a message and say, hey, we're doing this too, or so it's, to my knowledge, it's, it's at least us in Fort Myers and, uh, like I said, I think an airport to the east of us. But other than that, uh, it's pretty rare, actually. Sounds like it. Well, I know I was wondering if there were any obedience groups or any kind of support that you get for training that you guys participate in. But it sounds like you're really on your own. Yeah, that's the thing. Is um, There's no handbook that you can purchase for <laughs> 9.99 that says how to become an airport canine or, or, or do this type of work. So everything that, that we've done has just been for me reading uh, books or stuff on the, the Internet. Um, I took Piper and we did a little bit of um, scent detection work just as something fun to do um, and, you know, learned a lot from uh, the the local trainer here just to be a to be a better handler. You know, it wasn't the point of going to her for that it was for the scent detection, but just being around another trainer was a really great experience for both both Piper and I. But but no, there's no uh, airport wildlife chasing 
groups that you can just mm-hmm, right. a, a, a huge group of people and say, hey, where's, where's the contingent in Michigan? No, it's, it's not like that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. That being said, Fort Myers has been, has been a really good, great resource for us. They've been really great. Oh, good. Well, it sounds like that's a great opportunity for you to write a book about it. Yeah, maybe <laughs> in the future. You know, everything, uh, <laughs> there's a, a lot of stuff to do. This is a, this is a, oh, yeah. one thing with Piper now kind of being a, uh, a social media a mild social media star is that it definitely takes work and it's kind of been a, keeps another, you busy. another job for me. Yeah. In a good way, trust me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know well, that's what I wanted to ask you is what's the most fun part of the job for you and Piper? You know, there, there's quite a few different aspects, but when you strip everything down to it, the nuts and bolts, I get to work with my dog every day. So yeah. that's pretty darn cool. It doesn't get much better than that if you ask me. <laughs> You know, but uh, actually doing the work is so extremely fulfilling to me. It just, it warms my heart seeing Piper go out, do the job that we've put so much hard work and effort into. And he's basically autonomous now. He knows what he can and can't do. It's just to see him go out there and perform the job that he and I trained ourselves. I mean, he's he's helped me become a better handler and stuff. So everything we've done has been together. So to see that come to fruition every day when we go outside and like I said, if, even if we're busy and we can only be out there for a half hour, it's still a half hour of, wow, this is awesome, right? Yeah, so yeah. That, that is extremely fulfilling, doing the job. But then the other part is uh, right before uh, this interview here, we had uh, some people come visit Piper. So it's all the, the public relations stuff that has been really the other half of the job that is very fulfilling, too. We've gone to many schools. We have I have a whole stack of thank you letters from um, 100 different children uh, making Piper come into the classroom. We've gone to a lot of different community functions. Piper was the Grand Marshal and uh, we have something called the National Cherry Festival here in Traverse City over the 4th of July week and he was a Grand Marshal of the big parade during that. So he's really become a, a community member which is something I set out to do from the beginning. So seeing that, again that part of it come to fruition is really fulfilling too that uh, you know we really make ourselves available to people to come visit in the community and again doing that part of the job is is really fulfilling too. So the whole thing is yeah. just, is just incredible. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, and so you guys are really active on Facebook and Instagram too, right? Yeah, actually, we just uh, crested 15,000 followers as of yesterday on Facebook and uh, wow. over 44,000 followers on, on Instagram. We started Instagram a lot uh, uh, way before I started the Facebook, but that everybody's been uh, very supportive, and it's been a very yeah thing. I get a lot of uh, comments, and we try to reply to everybody and uh, build a, a community around Piper. Well, and how can our listeners find you on Facebook and Instagram? Facebook and Instagram is at Airport K9, K and then the numeral 9. And then you can check us out on our website at uh, airportk9.org. Okay. Yeah, it's a beautiful website that you have. Did you do that or did you have that done? Did the airport Uh, have that done? No, actually, we met uh, a fellow dog person that uh, runs a dog-centered business here in town called Pup North, and she helped us out, did a lot of the stuff uh, pro bono. That's the thing. We've run into uh, a lot of great people that have really helped Piper and I along the way for little or reduced cost uh, that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to afford to do. So we've been very fortunate in that regard so she's a great graphic designer and designed our our website so i uh, we're very 
thankful for uh, for her and all of her designs. She's done, designed a lot of our patches and, and stuff. So yeah, we love the website. We're 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 happy with it, and we're happy people enjoy it. And uh, yeah, it's really nice. Tell us again the address for the website, just one more time for our listeners. Sure, it's www.airportk9.org. And you can okay, pretty much awesome. find everything out uh, about Piper that you want, his gear and all that other good stuff. Okay, awesome. Well, I know you've got some good stuff that I'm sure our listeners would love to check out. So you told us about the most fun part of the job, and you've talked a little bit about this, about the stressful things. But tell us, what's the most stressful part for you and Piper? You know, for, for Piper, it is definitely the uh, the meet and greets. If we do it uh, um, in a couple of days, we'll be going to... Um, Coast Guard Festival, which is a really huge thing. There's three to five hundred thousand people there, and uh, being around a lot of people all at one time is pretty stressful for him. For him, kind of doing the PR stuff is uh, it's not necessarily that he's he's nervous or anything. It's not that. It's just uh, you know he's a border collie. He's bored, quite frankly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's, he's had enough people petting him. Though he like he really loves pets and he loves giving yeah. kisses and hugs and all that stuff. It's Eventually, it turns into, okay, how much more of this do we have to do? Right, I've got stuff I've got to do, right, you know? yes. Right, you know, so we'll, we'll take his ball, and we got to take breaks and uh, get his juices flowing again with, uh, with the ball work, and then he comes back, and then he's, then he's good with, with people again. So, yeah, doing the PR stuff is uh, stressful for him. But I guess on my side, like I had said earlier, this is kind of a, another job for me. So in a good way. You know, it's been pretty successful. The social media has been so far, and I hope to continue that. And the way I hope to continue that is to continue to provide people with the content that I think that uh, that they'd like. And to do that, you got to keep doing new things. So I'm, I'm, we're pretty limited with a, a small airport here, so it's not like we travel all around the United States getting pictures of Piper and all these different places. I have to really come up with different ideas to do here at the airport, right? So that's kind of stressful for me trying to be creative and not mm-hmm. put out the same content over and over again, right? Yeah. But it's not bad stress. It's good stress, but it's definitely something that <laughs> uh, you know you think about. It's a good problem to have, right? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and so did I hear correctly that people can stop by and visit you and Piper? Is that possible? Yes, that's correct. We uh, we do that all the time. If it again fits within within our schedule, so what I tell people is you can uh, send us a message on social media. You can find our contact info on our website. Send me an email, call if you like, uh, and we'll try to set something up. I can't guarantee uh, everyone, but it just depends on on our our work schedule. But we do a lot of stuff in our free time too, so we try to make ourselves. Uh, as available as uh, as we can. So, you know, people are only on vacation sometimes for a weekend, and it happens, if it happens to be the weekend we're off, then we'll usually try to make the time to come in and, uh, and make ourselves available to say hi to people. Because, like I said earlier, we try to make a community around uh, around Piper, and I really value people's time. If they spend 30 seconds writing a comment on a social media post, uh, if they donate 50 cents, that's time people and money or people are putting out of their lives towards you know, some dog in northern Michigan. So uh, it's very important to me to be available and, uh, you know, get pictures and, and have people say hi. I can't tell you the number of smiles that have uh, rolled in and out of our, our building here, our maintenance building. It's been, uh, again, really incredible because to me, you know, Piper is not a celebrity. He's, he's Piper. He's, he's my buddy. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that, the whole fact that people want to come visit my, my dog is just... Uh, 
something that I kind of have to pinch myself over. Uh, That's wonderful. You know, there, there, there's people here that want to see you, bud, you know. Yeah. Uh, kids and adults alike, you know, it's, uh, again, I can't say it enough. The whole thing is just incredible. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you both have incredible work ethics and you're just doing a fabulous job. And we're just so glad that you'd spend a little bit of time with us today. Thank you so much for being with us and thank you for all the work that you're doing, the two of you. It's really, it's really amazing. Well, thank you, Marcy, and thank you, everybody. It's been, uh, it's been a great experience. Thank you for having us. Yeah, well, we hope you'll come back and tell us more about the work you're doing. And we will definitely put your website and the Instagram and Facebook information up on our website so that our listeners can find you guys and see some of those adorable pictures. I love the picture with the goggles on that, that Piper has. It's just so cute. Yeah, he's kind of uh, become the face of Rexpex, the company that makes those, uh, which has been great. Just another company that we've run into that's been great. But yeah, he uh, he wears those like a like a pro now. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of it's kind of his look. It's funny when we're walking around in our small town here, he's definitely more recognizable to people when he's got the uh, when he's got the sex. <laughs> well, he is quite the celebrity. That's that's amazing and awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. Well, thank you so much for being with us. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We really love to hear from you. So please keep those emails coming. And you know you can reach me at Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. And you can also follow us on WorkingLikeDogs.com on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So thanks so much for being with us. And we hope you'll join us again soon. Take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.